Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6. Verse 37, he says, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. First of all, let me just talk about what does this mean, judge not lest you be judged? People will say this. You, know, you say, well, you, know, you can't live like that. Or you, you know, they're, they're living an immoral lifestyle or doing something they're not supposed to be doing. You can't live like that. Don't judge me. Judge not, right? The Bible says judge not. And is that what that means? Not at all. No, what he's saying, what it means is you can't judge another person's motives, nor should you judge them on appearance, clothing, gender, age, nationality, or political affiliation. Who did I say that in church? (sighs) We shouldn't be prejudiced, racist, bigoted, or sexist. However, you can discern fruit, and and as we'll talk about in a moment. But James actually gives us an illustration of this. In James chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, he says, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come in your assembly a, a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should come a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit here at my footstool, Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Now, and the reverse is true as well. I I think that we have more tendency to, you know, buddy up to somebody who's wealthy or somebody who's not stinky, right? But the truth is, is we need to treat everybody the same. He says in verse 8, he says, If you really fulfill the law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbors yourself. You do well, but if you show partiality, you commit sin, and you are convicted by the law as transgressors. It's interesting because we just tend to have those hang-ups, don't we? You know, maybe you, you have this thing for Canadians, like, ugh, can't sing, or whatever. You know, whatever it might be. And I remember, you know, as a kid, it was, you know, Polak jokes, and, and it was the Russians are going to get us, and, you know, you, you kind of had this national hatred for Russia, you know, or whatever it might be. You know, there's all these things that we just kind of grow up with, and prejudice we hold, maybe family, or maybe somebody hurt you, or maybe you grew up as a minority. I did. I grew up in a, as a religious minority in a place where nobody was the same religion as me, and, and you received some flashback from that, right? Some kickback. And so you kind of have these prejudices that you grow up with. And Jesus is saying you need to get rid of those things. But we have to understand that the church was started with that, didn't it? I mean, man, back in the first century when the church was born, all these people were getting saved. It was a very exciting time. But it was 12 years before they even realized that Gentiles, non-Jewish people, could receive the gospel and be saved. 
And so Peter sees this vision. He is told by the Holy Spirit to follow these Gentile guys. And he goes to this man's house, Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. And he's walking in there and he says, I just want you guys to know I have never been in a Gentile's house in my life because Jews don't have anything to do with Gentiles. It was trippy for him. But then he says in verse 34, I perceive that God shows no partiality. And that's true. God shows no partiality. Jesus tells us that if we, we get to set the bar on how we want to be judged, how we want to be forgiven, and how we, we want to be provided for. That's kind of cool. He's like, hey, you get to set that bar in your life. How does he say it? Well, how do I want to be judged by God? How do I want to be forgiven by God? How do I want God to provide for me? Just do that for your enemy. And that's how you'll be given to and provided for and forgiven. This is why, since the very beginning of our church, I've always told you guys, and I've always held this policy, that when it comes to a decision where there's a controversy, where there's a problem, where there's you know, discipline that needs to be meted out, that we always want to make sure that if, if we make a mistake in how we do that, we're more gracious than we should have been. I don't want anybody to ever come to me and say, hey, you were too harsh. You were too judgmental. No, we want them to say, you were probably too soft on that person. Probably too gracious in that situation. Because I want to have God's grace. I want to have God's forgiveness. I want to have God's provision. And, and he says, man, you want to be provided for? You want to have grace? Do unto others as you have them do to you in, in terms of your enemies. Verse 39, he spoke a parable. Can a blind man lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a ditch? It reminds me of a story considering the last section. You know, this is usually the way we think about things, but there was a guy who was a, an enemy to his, his rival across the street. He had a, you know, it was kind of like, you know, was it Bill and Romeo or Reno, whatever his name was. But they, they hated each other. These two guys, they had, they had shops across the street from each other and they hated each other. And, and they were, were constantly bickering. They used to be best friends, but somewhere along the line, it just went south. And, and this angel visits this guy and he's like, hey, I want to I wanna bless you. God has given me the right to give you anything you ask for, riches, wealth, wisdom, whatever you want, you name it. And he says, but here's the catch. Whatever I do for you, I'm going to do double for your neighbor across the street. And he says, make me blind in one eye. <laughs> Is that the way we want to be? No, it's, it's not. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a ditch? It seems like an oddly placed comment, kind of like an oddly placed joke that I gave. But what does this have to do with judging, forgiving, and giving? See, we're blind guys. When we think that what we need to do is watch out for ourselves, look out for number one, make sure we're taken care of first. We're blind to the way of God who cares about the unloved, who cares about the downcast, who cares about the marginalized, who cares about the widow and the orphan. That's who we have to be and who actually loves, who actually loves your enemy. He doesn't love my enemies, just yours. No, just kidding. He loves my enemies too. He loves them and he died for them and he wants them to have life and he wants you to be an ambassador. This was Jonah's hangup. Remember Jonah? 
He's like, go to Nineveh. I mean, he's like, that's what I'd be like telling a Jew, you know, in the, in the 30s. Hey, go to, go to Germany. <laughs> what? Tell them I love them. And that's what he did. He, he, he ended up going to Nineveh, not the easy route. Why? Because he was prejudiced against them and he hated them. And he was angry because he knew God was merciful and compassionate. I knew you were merciful and compassionate. I knew you would forgive them. That's what Jonah said. He was so angry that he forgave those Ninevites because he hated them with a national hatred and with a, a history of hatred because they'd hurt his people and they'd killed his people. Yeah, well, we can't be like that. We have to be like our Father in heaven. Kind of blindly the bind. We need to, we need to be our eyes opened to, to look at things the way God looks at them, not revenge or self-promotion. Notice verse 40, he says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. The whole point is being a disciple of Jesus. Now, you're not going to be as good as Jesus. You never will be in this earth. You will never be as good in eternity. You'll never be as good as Jesus. But you're to train to become like him. And as a Christian, there should be a point where, yeah, I'm going to start out here, but in a year from now, I should be farther along, a little bit more like Jesus. And a year, five years from then, I should be a lot more like Jesus than I was when I started out. And as I train, as I condition myself, I become more and more like him. I was watching my boys this year. They started practices at four o'clock, which was kind of cool, and they were doing them here at the church. And so... I would work till five, and then a lot of times I'd get off at five, and I'd get to w- go watch these boys play. And I'm watching them run, and um, they're running until some of them puked, you know. I mean, they were running so hard, and they were practicing so hard, and they were learning how to catch, and they were get, just get, coming, to, coming into themselves as a team, working on teamwork, doing all the things that they're supposed to do. And the coaches were too, because the, the head coach was the, is the first year as head coach, and so he's just really trying. And man, we went to those games, and those boys tried so hard, and they had so much enthusiasm, but we lost most of the games. We had kind of a losing season. But they kept practicing, and they kept trying, and they kept going, and they kept going. And we, I could tell, man, there's so much potential on this field. If I could just pull it together. And then the playoffs came. And man, did those boys, everything just all of a sudden clicked. And, and they, they were on the last, their last game of their playoff if they lost, or they get another one if they won. It was going for third place, the last trophy that you could get as a team. And they, they're out there and they're fighting that first game. And I was there and, and you know, it's just, it's going, it's going, it's going. And, and then 22 seconds left on the clock. It's a tied game. And, and Cameron reaches back and he throws the ball. And my son Josh is out there and he catches the ball and runs into the end zone for a touchdown. And I lost my voice. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.